This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. Want to see for yourself why the biggest retailers on earth choose LVT mobile surveillance units to defend their parking lots? Visit LVT.com slash pilot today to try out an LVT unit on your property for 30 days, no obligation. That's LVT.com slash pilot. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today I am joined by Shane Healy, the Chief of Police for the City of Opelika, Pete Kepler, the Director of Security and Investigations at Advanced Auto Parts, and Matt Kelly, Head of Retail at LiveView Technologies. Welcome to the show, guys. Good afternoon. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. So this is a unique show for us. We have yet to have anyone on the show talking about security, organized retail crime. And I'm excited for this episode, given how much headline news this is all making today. So thank you for being with us. I want you guys to go around and tell a little bit more about what you all do, who you are. And so we'll start with Pete. Yeah, thanks, Chris. So my name is Pete Kepler. I'm the Director of Security and Investigations at Advanced Auto Parts. I've been with Advance for about eight years and was originally hired in to create and build out an organized retail crime investigations team. And over the course of two or three years, I kind of evolved into my current role with in the security services department. And it just made sense, right? There were so many overlaps in what the security services team was doing and what the investigations, the ORC investigators were getting into. So it just made sense and it just kind of evolved into one all encompassing group now. So. You mentioned eight years ago, you were brought in with organized retail crime and I'll put this in your brain to talk about the state of the market. We're just really hearing about organized retail crime as much as we are in the last like year. So to me, when I hear that, it sounds like this isn't the newest phenomenon happening. Maybe it is, but it, it, when you say when you say that, it sounds like this is it might be gaining headline news traction today. But if you were hired eight years ago for this, it's it, it's not new. Yeah, it's. it's- it's been going on as long as people have been stealing product and selling it. It's just it's just a different name now. So, um, yeah, I'll talk to more of that, though. That's absolutely a good segue. Okay. And Shane, you are the first chief of police to be, be on the Retail Retold podcast. Thank you for joining us. Not a problem. I guess I'm, I guess I'm honored to say the least. <laughs> so tell us a little more about who you are, what you do. Battle Yeah, so my name is Shane Healy, and I, I, like you said, I'm the police chief here in Opelika, Alabama. Been uh, working for this police department for about 32 years. Done a little bit of everything. Um, I've been the chief for the last two years. And a big part of the things that we've been doing over these last couple of years is really trying to be more involved in the community and, and being more transparent in our community about what we do some of how we do that and we created a program called together opelika and a lot of the things that we do follow up under that how can we be the best police department we can be for our community 
and when we were asked about participating in 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 this project it was a perfect fit for what we're trying to do here um, we've been looking for a great way to you know connect with our business partners throughout the city and this was a perfect opportunity to be able to do that to try to help provide a better service for our, our community got it matt kelly my name is matt kelly um uh, i am head of retail uh, for live view technologies and what that really entails is making sure that live view technologies is getting feedback from their customers positioning themselves needs of our customers and develop that partnership. But before I was with LiveView, I was with Home Depot for about 10 years um, where I was responsible for, and my team was responsible for, physical security of all their retail locations. Uh, and also within that is uh, sourcing technology to make sure that the needs of the business were met um, so that we had the right tools and resources for our investigative teams and also for our frontline associates uh, to make sure that they were uh, safe and secure when they were operating, but our investigative teams had the right tools and resources to do their jobs on a day-to-day Matt, so can you tell us a little bit more about LiveView Technology? So LiveView Technologies is a blend of a hardware and software security company um, that's really untethered to the power grid uh, and is a as cloud-based in terms of how they access video. So it is a unique platform in that is readily deployed um, to meet the needs of our customers. And really the end of the day is trying to make our customers more safe, more secure, uh, so that they can go home to their families uh, and, and just help the community around those retail stores and our customer base well, guys, thank you for that. And for the listeners, uh, you know, Shane mentioned a project. Pete, Matt, Shane have all worked together in Opelika on this task force. They're going to tell you about how they've, what they've done and how they've reduced organized retail crime, which I think is really compelling given all the headline news we have been reading about retail crime. It has made national news more than it's ever has before. And one of the things that has astounded me is, as many of you know, I pay attention to what the analysts on the street are saying about retailers who are uh, our clients at DLC. And this is really, this is, I would call it the first quarter or two. You have, found, you have seen investors, analysts starting to pay attention and want to know more about security and know more about what's going on in organized retail crime. You know, I, I made a, I made a joke to, to Pete and Matt who had worked on the retail side. And when we did our prep call for this and I said, you know, could you, when you guys are at retailers, could you ever imagine like the CEO and Pete still is coming up to you wanting to be briefed before an earnings call? Like it just seems so unlikely. And now it's front and center. Um, and I, I guess the question I have for the group, and, you know, you could take this in any order, is why now? What, what is going on? Why is this so prevalent right now, this organized retail crime? What's going on in the state of the market here that this is happening? Pete, I'll go to you. 
Wow, and I'm anxious to see what the chief says on this one too. Uh, I'll tell you, you go back 20 years, right? And you happen to acquire a stack of blue jeans from a retailer. You had about three different ways you could move that product. You could do it through word of mouth. You could sell it out of your trunk, or you could go to the local flea market and hope that a local police officer didn't walk through and ask you where you got them. Today, it's just easier to move stolen product. There's online avenues and there seems to be a new one every day and they're almost invisible to anybody trying to detect it. So once the, the bad guy has the product in their hand, their ability to move it is so much quicker. Um, and I really think that they're getting more intelligent. They know what we're doing almost as, as good as we know what we're doing, right? They're, we have EAS towers. They bring bags in to help defeat the EAS technology. And, and I think, and finally, the penalties for the organized retail crime compared to how lucrative it is are nowhere near as severe as, say, the penalties for somebody doing a more violent activity. So I, I think the risk-reward is just very enticing for the bad actor. It's really interesting. It, it's... If I just unpack what you said, it's being a thief is a more profitable business today than it was in years past. Easier way to get it out. They have better technology and the penalties are probably not what people think they are for doing these crimes. I tell you what is amazing, though, is, is the progress just in the eight years of my exposure to it. There are municipalities who are really taking a hardline stance and putting a lot of muscle into their organized retail crime statute. So it's getting better, you know, and definitely Chief can talk to that. But in my opinion, it is getting better. Yeah, to, to piggyback on what Pete said, you'll see a lot of uh, state level attorney generals now funding task force to combat ORC. Not only that, but the Inform Act that has, has gotten passed from an online secondary market platform uh, really is, is trying to put a face to uh, the, the people who are selling uh, stolen goods online. So that's really encouraging to see at the, the federal and at the state level, they're starting to take this seriously and politicians are, you can tell when that's the moving, the needle is starting to get moved. Politicians are starting to use this as a, as a platform to get elected. Yeah, to compound the points that that Matt and Pete brought up, I think on the law enforcement side, the, as communication develops between retail and law enforcement, and you know our legislative side that's getting involved, as all those avenues of communication open up and get better, we're identifying a lot more of these organized regional. Um, crime folks that are or retail crime folks that are coming into to different smaller cities. You know, we've had some of these crimes for a long time, but we maybe weren't able to quite identify them as, you know, being organized and, and you know, coming in and, and stealing stuff in our city, but then taking it and selling it, you know, wherever. So I think now that we're able to identify this crime for what it really is, now it just, it looks bigger when you're you're looking you start looking at statistics it looks good. so when when i hear orc or organized retail crime 
I think one of the things that I struggle with and, and, and now with the internet is to put a f- face to it and like what this organization looks or who they, who they could be looks and feels like, because right. When you think of, you know, when you hear a certain, the, the uh, a mafia or a gang, right. There's been documentaries and videos and people kind of have a visual of what a group like this, how they operate who they are, why they operated. Our organized retail crimes, our organized retail, you know, crime syndicates, are they, you know, I think people think of when they hear this, it's like someone just walking in a store and taking a pair of jeans and it's, you know, somebody and a buddy doing this. And it's more sophisticated than that. Can you walk us through a little bit about who that who they might be? How organized and sophisticated? I guess I can start a little bit on that. They're pretty organized and very sophisticated. <laughs> um, you know, and they the thing about it is they have their fingers in a lot of different schemes, I guess, um, in how they do this. So a lot of it, you know, yes, you have groups that will come in and actually physically steal product to take and resell. But we also face a lot um, of groups that come in with cloned credit cards and and um, even going back to when people would write checks, counterfeit checks that they would come in and write. And they would come in to our city. You know, we're, we're right off of an interstate. Our big shopping retail area is right off an interstate. So we'd get folks that would come in from Atlanta, Montgomery, Birmingham, and and come into this, this shopping center and, you know, go to all these stores with cloned credit cards and just you know, make purchases using clone credit cards or, or counterfeit checks. So to, to pick up on what uh, Shane was saying, it's, it's, they're super sophisticated. They're much different things are, that they do in terms of funding their organization from human trafficking to gun running, to uh, smuggling stolen goods, people, drugs, um, it's not just this one source of information. It could be super sophisticated, like a like you're alluding to the mafia, or it could be a pawn shop, right? That has multiple people working for them and sends people out with a shopping list to go to retailers and say, on any given week, this is what I need um, to sell because this is what somebody has stopped by my shop to ask for. Got it. You need to, if if you really want to look into it, just uh. After this call, you got some spare time. Google ORC. I mean, there's there's some case studies out there where, you know, health and beauty aids are a big, hard target because they're expensive, they're small, and everybody likes and needs them. But there's case studies done where something is boosted from a Walgreens, let's just say 9 o'clock in the morning, and by noon, it's in another state, and it's for sale online or in a, in a flea market or something. It's, it's amazing the networks that that I steal it, you've got it within 10 minutes of me stealing it, and then within an hour, Matt has it, and he's running across state lines. Or it's crazy, man. It's, it's really kind it's- so, so, Pete, you, you, say, you said a word, boosted. Can you define that for everyone? Because I don't know if everyone listening knows what boosted means. So when it, to boost something is to take it without permission. I boosted it. Yeah. 
It's a slang slang word there, boosted. So um, the you know one of the 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 things that recently hit headline news that was that really took the retail world and really the retail investment world for a spin is when Target announced they had about four hundred million dollars that were was lost to, you know, what they deemed, you know, to theft, which that's when the retail world and the retail investment world's eyes lit up. Because this is a staggering number for one retailer. Right. Uh, so I don't know how, if, if retailers had broken this out like this, you know, they've always had shrink. Right. And they've always talked about shrink, but this, this was staggering to people and is, are you seeing this at all? Do you, like you, you followed, I know you're at advanced auto and Matt, you're whatever. Are you seeing this? Is this pervasive across categories? You mentioned health and beauty aids is, or, or is it like really, you know, specific to certain products and goods? I'd say if, if you think NRF just put, posted in Rela just posted some stats on ORC went from ninety I want to say ninety billion to ninety five billion year over year. So if you think about what profit it, profits have, that's far greater acceleration than profits um, or top line sales. So five billion dollar jump in one year is pretty significant for an industry in general. Got it. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Wow, and that's why it's getting so so much traffic, so much traction. So now that it's so hot and heavy from headline news perspective, and you've alluded to some of the challenges, the groups doing this are super organized. They're fast. The fact that you can steal it and in 10 minutes, someone else has it. And then in an hour, it's gone to its destination to be sold off again is quite uncanny. So they're organized, they're sophisticated, they're fast, technologically super savvy. Um, What are, how is the retail community now trying to tackle this challenge what's going on at large and then more specifically what are the three of you doing as it relates to working together and how do you see you know people working together to lower the rate of organized retail crime on a go forward i think the the key is what you just said working together the the fact that you have retailers you have you know um, businesses like LVT that have a uh, specialty in technologies that can be used as a, what we call a force multiplier in, in law enforcement um, by combining with these, these different entities, businesses, groups, police coming together and working together to combat this, you know, we're stronger as, as a group than we are as individuals where before I think, on the police side, you know, we're trying to tackle everything and uh, we may find this little thing over here that might help, but 
we're not really working with the retailer to get to the root of the problem and look, you know, maybe nationwide. We're only focused on what was happening just in our city. And now by these partnerships, we can look bigger picture and the answer that we're looking for may have already been answered in some other location and it helps us solve our crime just like we may have answers that they're looking for and by working with folks like pete you know there's advanced autos all over the place so they may have that piece of information that we need to solve a crime here in opelika but it came from you know some other part of the country no you nailed it chief and i think it's it's important to call out too that Knowledge is power, right? And the ability to share that and what LBT is doing with just this task force being a, a small example of, you know, the overall bigger picture loss prevention research council out of Gainesville, University of Florida is doing tremendous amounts of, of quality work, pulling retailers together to problem solve and work through different issues. And they do offender surveys, a wealth of information can be gained from a, a convicted or a charged organized retail criminal say, what motivated you to do this? How did it, how did you choose your target? Why didn't you go here and you went here instead of there? It's, there's just so much information. And there's, and Matt, you may be able to speak better to this because you may be a little closer to it now, but there's last check probably 15 or 20 regionally aligned, um, organized retail crime associations throughout different states and, and jurisdictions. So Matt, are, are you aware of, of that? And is that still continuing to be the trend? Yeah, ORCAs, I mean, that's a great point, is those organized retail crime associations within states are powerful tools where law enforcement and retailers come together to do exactly what you both alluded to is shop, uh, share knowledge. And that's becoming more and more prevalent uh, and is a way to combat these unwanted activities and, and theft um, because uh, you, put, you put it so very succinctly, Pete, is, is knowledge is power. Um, we are force multipliers when you break down the silos because everybody's there fighting the same battle, whereas historically everybody's operated in silos and not wanted to share information for fear of the perception of them either being a soft target or uh, just admitting, Hey, we're not as, we're not as solid as, as we want to appear on the outside, but breaking down those silos, uh, collaborating together um, to stop this activity is really is going to be the silver bullet. Whereas there hasn't been a silver bullet in the past because they're all fighting the same battles. It's not like you're a merchant within an organization competing for share of wallet. You're trying to stop the root cause of what's happening rather than just treat the symptoms. Why do the biggest retailers on earth choose LVT mobile surveillance units to defend their parking lots? Probably because stores that deploy LVT see up to a 66% reduction in shrink and a 70% reduction in parking lot incidents. Visit lvt.com slash pilot to start your no-obligation pilot and see for yourself why LVT is the leading provider of safety and security solutions. That's lvt.com slash pilot. Got it. So, so Pete, when, when you got to Advanced Auto eight years ago, what types of things were you evaluating and what were you, and what was 
the approach then versus what we're about to get into as it relates to this task force? Yeah, so it's a great, great question. Um, I think I would I would sum up as advanced auto is not being the traditional organized retail crime target compared to a big box retailer where a small box were specialty. Um, but Chief talked to it earlier. We were getting exposure to refund fraud and gift card fraud, credit card fraud, um, right off the bat. You know, we we experienced some ex the traditional external loss, but the way our stores are set up, fortunately, it's not as conducive to say the goods in the are, back. The most of the goods are in the back of the house. Right. So the typical or the traditional grab and run that some of our retail partners see doesn't really befall us as much because of one, the way we're set up and two, because of what we sell. You know, we, like I said, are more victimized in the, the sophisticated credit card, gift card shenanigans that you see taking place. Got it. All right. We're going to get into the, the task force uh, and what you guys are doing specifically in Opelika. Guys, well, um, interesting stuff that went on and thank you for sharing what some of the things about advanced auto versus some other retailers i'd like for matt why don't you start and tell us what you guys have done in opelika how this partnership formed and what have some of the results been yeah i think we touched on kind of the goal of the access task force and some of the some of the answers we've given already in that there is a force multiplier in collaboration when silos are broken down. And that's really where we started uh, with the idea for Access Task Force is what would happen if we went to uh, a untapped market in terms of uh, no collaboration, um, major thoroughfares for ORC and partnered with local law enforcement, local governments, uh, our retail partners to say, how can we make these communities safer, drive down theft um, when we have a collaborative partnership that stood up? And we went to these uh, Opelika and Paducah and uh, brought together a, a handful of retailers and did just that. Went out into the community, put uh, made a large investment from a um, from a monetary standpoint, to put units together, um, partner with with these retailers and local law enforcement to share information, create an impression of control to let the know, the bad actors know that their activities won't be tolerated, and that uh, everybody is working together to uh, harden the target and make the community safer. So. Interesting to get to make sure you get. We have a technology company in Live View that has the unique cameras and it's cloud based, and that's interesting to have eyes. You have the retail security in group, you know, people like Pete for retailers, you have the chief of police and law enforcement involved. What does that mean working together? What are you guys doing? What and, and, and what have been the results? So we've, we've actually had a couple instances already where our, our law enforcement partners have reached out to us for site-specific uh, 
uh, investigative information uh, that we've been able to quickly pull video, provide that to local law enforcement to, to uh, investigate information. Uh, inf- incidences and ultimately uh, at the end of the day try to get to a quicker prosecution when uh, activity happens uh, from a criminal standpoint. Yeah and I, I want to add something else that we've we've had here is we've seen from talking with our retailers a change in the behavior of these bad actors as they're coming in you know, to potentially try to, you know, victimize one of our retailers, they're already have recognized the fact that we have new technology at play. We, you know, we're doing something different and they're already having to try to adapt and, and, you know, how can they defeat it? And, you know, um, one of our retailers came to us and said, you know, Hey, we've noticed that they're actually either taking the license plates off their cars or they've started using rental cars which opened up a whole new investigative lead for us to now contact our local um, rental car companies to be able to see, you know, what kind of information is available to us as law enforcement and how can we, you know, on the front end proactively, you know, you got somebody coming to Opelika from Atlanta to rent a car for a day, you know, why is that? Um, So, you know, it's opened up some new leads for us. some new information that we can give to, you know, our patrol officers that patrol these areas. Hey, if you see a car, you know, riding without a tag, you know, on private property, that's not usually something that we're allowed to make a traffic stop for unless they're actually on the roadway. But now that we know that they're doing this behavior, taking their tags off their cars and and traveling around in these, these large retail locations, if we see them on that private property, now we have the reasonable suspicions we need to make a contact with them and find out, hey, who are you? What are you doing? And we walk up to the car and the car is, you know, chock full of two or three people and you can't see the roof because of all the boxes and bags of stuff that they have bought, you know, um, that that's a clue for us. And, uh, you know, we're able to do some some different things on the enforcement side. Yeah, I tell you, just just real quick, being a part of this task force, it, it's amazing because at, at Advance, we love our police departments, right? We love our communities that we work in. And any, I, I love it if I get a call from a, a local PD saying, hey, we need some help on this. Do you think you may have video of that? Absolutely. I mean, it's without our local law enforcement and people like the chief, you know, our jobs are just that much harder. So it's the ability to pull all these different agencies together. We're chasing the same action. Right. So working together will help us win. So you guys are all communicating, working together on the, on the back end after things happen, what's being done on the front end from a, for prevention standpoint. So that's really where the, the overtness perception of control in the parking lot comes into play, right? You've got these mobile security units in live view towers on display in the parking lot at the front of the stores with speakers that are talking down to you with flashing lights and cameras um, to have to harden the target to uh, psychologically get make the bad actors think twice or even as, as Chief Healy put it, uh, recognize what it is as a prevention effort and to either subvert it 
go somewhere else that doesn't have it or keep the honest customers honest. I call it the old get the devil to go next door trick. You know, you do these things and, and you have this wonderful piece of equipment, like Matt said, sitting in the parking lot out front with the flashing blue lights and the cameras and, you know, it, it, it screams, you know, police, we're doing something different here. And they're like, Ooh, I don't want to be on camera. Let me go down here someplace else that doesn't have this, you know? Um, and I think that's a, a big factor when it comes to um, preventing on the front end, preventing these crimes from occurring in the first place. Yeah. Got I it. love that. Send the devil next door. You know, and another byproduct of this is it's increased team member and customer safety as well. I mean, that, that lends itself to the customer who needs to run in and grab a battery at eight o'clock at night and it's dark outside, but they see this camera in the parking lot and they know, okay, that store is taking additional measures, not only to, you know, keep the bad guys out, but to keep people safe. So it's a, it's a, just another byproduct of the technology. Got it. And, and so when did this task force in Opelika get put together, Matt? So we started this back in September when we brought a handful of our, our, our more strategic partners, their leadership into, uh, into a meeting and approach this, this uh, topic with them. And we deployed these units uh, the first week of November. And we have a second wave going out within the next week or so uh, for some additional partnership uh, to make an impact. And what else to, to the previous question, though, we've seen in certain case studies uh, upwards of a 69% reduction in, in grab-and-go theft in some retailers. 60-plus um, percent reduction in parking lot activity. And I'm really excited to see once we get a large data set from uh, our partners with this in partnership with LPRC, how we move the needle in terms of parking lot activity uh, during this very busy holiday season. Well, that's that's some amazing numbers. And it's the, the collaboration and the use of technology. And the technology we're talking about here is the live view technology cameras that are these large units that are in the parking lots of shopping centers and um, in front of retail stores that capture everything on video, store it in the cloud, and hopefully deter people from uh, wanting to boost stores. I'll use a Pete word because um, they, they know it's the possibility of getting caught is much greater. And that's led to, in, in this time period, in a shorter time period, but so far about a 69% reduction in ORC. That's fantastic. Good for you guys. You know, I think one aspect too that we haven't quite touched on yet, and, and maybe this is a question that you had coming, but the positive impact that the community itself sees from these different retailers. There in our community, the, you know, we put together working with Matt and, and his team, a pretty large, you know, media push and social media push about what's going on with these, you know, what this technology is, how it works and, and, you know, which retail partners are using this. And we have had a large outpouring of support from our community that, you know, this type of partnership is going on and 
you know, they speak highly of the retailers that they see as partnering together with LiveView Technologies and us, you know, to make their shopping experiences, uh, like Pete said, safer. You know, they feel more comfortable being able to go out and hopefully, you know, I guess, you know, maybe Pete can speak more to this, but hopefully that does increase, you know, their sales, especially this time of year. Hey, Chief, I want to ask you a question real quick. In terms of your force and this driving down unwanted activity on, on some of the biggest retail locations in your city, how does it free up your force's time to go do other more impactful activities within the community? And what is the perception with your, 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 uh, your force? Um, it's phenomenal. It, it, when I say that it's a force multiplier for us, I don't just mean that we have, you know, another tool to use to be able to, to solve these crimes. The fact that these, these cameras and these, these trailers are in the parking lots and they have, you know, stickers on them that, that have Opelika police and, and they have the flashing blue lights and stuff. Our community thinks that we're in all these places all at one time. So instead of in the past, especially this time of year, I've had to look at, do I take some of my patrol officers that need to be, you know, on the streets doing some other things and put them in these parking lots, focus solely on these areas to have that presence. I now have a presence where I don't have to have a person. And that perception from the public, from the bad guys that see those is in essence, they think that's a police officer standing right there. That's right. So that really has freed up my officers to be able to um, respond to things quicker. It you know cuts down response times. Um, they're able to be more proactive in other areas. So it's a it's a game changer for us. I, I like that's all I can say. Well, I guys, this has been fantastic. I know we're running short on time here and. I am looking forward, Matt, to hearing more results as this task force continues and you potentially roll this out in other communities. Uh, this has been a, a, a learning lesson for me. Thank you so much. Uh, this is not a, a topic I'm all that familiar with and uh, you guys taught me a lot and um, I'm excited for everyone to hear this. Uh, this is really interesting and, uh, you know, I... Uh, Hopefully you guys continue to help uh, make shopping in America safer. So um, with that, um, thank you so much for your time and uh, everyone have a happy holiday. Thank you. Thanks, Chris, you too. Thanks gentlemen. See you, Matt. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at DLC mgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.